So Fat Linda, which I learned was your nickname, we met at my, LA Fitness. My full name. Just uh, <laughs> last Friday because, uh, well, you know, I'm very much a man of routine and uh, <laughs> I like going for a laps. I like swimming laps once a week on Fridays. And uh, basically, I had joined another gym down the street, which shall not be named. And they. Export? Their pool, they. I, I took a quick. I didn't really tour it very much but basically they didn't have flags mm -hmm. uh so i was like i'm gonna kill myself doing backstroke because yeah. i do im and it was export yes yeah we had already so talked about i also my butterfly stroke <laughs> was my 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 wingspan was too big so i was hitting the lane like the, the i was hitting the basically the, the the lane markers and i was like i can't do i can't do butterfly i can't do backstroke why the hell am i here you know like yeah so um, I went to a couple other gyms and I called Linda. I called LA Fitness and you answered and you were like sales 101 like I'm not getting this guy off the phone. I'm gonna like, have him book an appointment with me. I was like just relax relax lady like I'm I'm gonna check out all the gyms. I'll come to you. I know how gyms work. You walk in you get you know you get the star treatment because they you know you're a walk-in and they want to they want you to join so I wasn't concerned but you were pretty good at sales and I was like all right I'll be there. You know, I'll be there. I'll be there when I'm there, but I'll probably be there at like you know 11:15. So like, so I was, and I came through. And funny enough, I was like, I got handed off to one of your other people at LA Fitness, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I talked to Linda. Yeah, no, I was and... like, he's gonna steal Simeone. Oh my god, damn! I was like, I literally had a feeling that was you. I was like, that's him. That's my appointment. And like when you were like, uh, I think I talked to her. I was like, yes. Yeah, so anyway, like I had to ask for you, which is weird because I was like, hey, I talked with Linda and they were like, oh yeah, just go sit over there with the guy. I was like, pretty sure that guy's not Linda. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like, so what I, <laughs> like, oh what I noticed is your desk was really cool. It said good vibes only. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have good vibes. So, um, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be able to sit there. So. Exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I, I should not laugh at myself. That's not good. Um, so basically, um, you know, you you showed me around and I saw the pool and it was Olympic size and it had everything and it had nice natural light. And so I'm excited to go swim there for the first time tomorrow morning. Um, but anyway, you work at LA Fitness. And so, you know, I also, this podcast, Local Voices, is also... What is it called? It's called Local Voices Chicago, Local Voices and Chicago. it's definitely more than a third focused on fitness and okay. wellness and, um, you know, how we can all be better. And so, you know, it's a great opportunity to get the perspective of someone who works in a gym. Um, and so, but, you know, other than that, it's pretty open-ended podcast. So it's really like a biography kind of thing about your story. Um, so, yeah, Linda, like what, what's your story? Um, well, my full name, like I told you before, Simeon, it's Fatlinda. It means lucky birth. I was born in the war between Kosovo and Serbia. Um, I came here to Chicago before I turned two as a refugee. A funny thing is I never cried during the war. So I always felt like... like Even I when you were a baby, you weren't yeah, crying? <laughs> because because I had to like not cry, otherwise we would get... So as a baby, you were like, you trained, like, you were trained, like, you, were, you learned not to cry. Yeah. Because if it's they badass. if they found me, then I would die and my family would die. Wow, I shouldn't be smiling. Uh. <laughs> no, you're fine. I like, I like dark humor. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's my name. And I guess it's always really funny working at a gym. And I'm like, yeah, by the way, my name's Fat Linda. Because, you, you know, you see my name pop up. And they're just like, oh, you changed your name just, just because you, you work at a gym. I'm like, no, like, why would I, why would I do that? Like, yeah. my level of commitment. To, like my work ethic is amazing, but not not to that degree. Like yeah. I was like, no. Um, other than that, so I got this job at LA Fitness because my house burned, and I was just trying to make money for school. So I took the year off. It's been a year and a half now, but I'm going back in August, August 26th. Um, All right, let's back up. Let's back up. You just like jumped, but that's fine. I mean, you jumped to, to LA Fitness, but I want to know. Okay, so you wow, you came over here when you were two. You said yeah. So where did your family move? Straight to Chicago? Yeah. All right, so you know Chicago. Straight to Chicago. We moved on um, more, so closer to the Broadway location. So that's the zip code is 60626. This one over here is 60657. Cross Street is 60614. Um, I moved into my current neighborhood, which is Edgewater. So I'm like 
a walk, one minute walk away from the beach, well, the lake. Um, I love my area, honestly. It's pretty interesting. There's this park that's right next to me. It's called Park 517, and 5 plus 1 plus 7 is 13. I've always liked the number 13. And um, it basically reminds me of your psyche. So there's an inner circle and then there's an outer circle. So depending on what point you're sitting at, at least for me, I've realized that I'm always looking at the bigger picture whenever I'm sitting in the out outer circle versus the inner circle. I'm always like more in my hermit mode where I don't really want to talk to people and like, or just communicate in general because I don't feel like I've healed enough to communicate to the point where I'm not projecting, you know? Like, okay, know. your job is to talk to people, isn't it? Yeah. When I first started the job, I was so in my head. Like, I would be afraid to even be like, hey, like, check out LA Fitness. I would always be so scared. But honestly, like, I've come out of my shell, so to say, just because. So you're an introvert working as an extrovert kind of thing? I switch. I'm an introvert well, yeah, and an extrovert. Yeah. yeah, so... I'm independent, so I like my own time. I definitely like spending time by myself. I value it so much. Um, but yeah, this job definitely has allowed me to become an extrovert. I am an extrovert at heart. You just said a lot of stuff that sounds like you're an introvert, but... I'm an extrovert at heart, but when I'm an introvert, it means that I'm healing. Okay. Well, that's the same for me. I spend a lot of my, my day alone, quiet, just like, you know, meditating or even just like... Most of my day is actually quiet and like thoughtless too. Just like kind of just like, just being there and like in action too. Like mm -hmm. when I'm in, when I'm doing when I'm doing like all oh my cheers. cheers cheers to Johnny Walker. So I asked what what Linda's favorite drink was, and she was like Johnny Walker. And I was like, all right, I went to the liquor store and I was like, all right, red label or black label. I was like, all right, I better call Linda. What is your <laughs> black label? Of course. And that, actually now I'm I'm kind of quite the fan. It's um, growing on you. It's growing on me. It's, I mean. I, I'm more of a bourbon guy, but, you know, the scotch, if, you're, if I'm going to drink scotch, it better be, you know, black label scotch. <laughs> um, so thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, so, so you grew up in the area and, uh, what's always important to know is kind of what people study, right? Cause like what, what are the, it kind of like gives an idea of like their soul and like, where do they think, or even where did their path lead them? So what did you study in school undergrad? Um, I'm going to finish my senior year this year but I'm studying philosophy and law, and I actually realized to yesterday that I only need one more course to minor in cinema studies as well. I love cinema. Okay. Yeah, you work in a movie theater too, like uh, LA Fitness is right there by the movies. Funny thing enough, so you're not allowed to uh, find another job at LA Fitness, it's in the employee handbook, especially if you're working full time. But I went to the movie theater for my first time today, and I was like, hey, do you guys take part time? Because. <laughs> For my days off, I want another job so I can yeah. get more money. <laughs> yeah, I'm a you workaholic. <laughs> People who work in movies like they don't actually get to watch the movies like during yeah. work though. They just like work the concession stand or something. Yeah, but they get free movies, right? Right, but That'd that cool. what is how much is that really like? How much? I guess they're like the tickets are at least twelve dollars. Yeah, but isn't it the movies is always like I, I had an uncle who loved movies mm -hmm. and he would just like. He would have days in the month where it was like, all right, this is movie day. And then he would just binge. Like, he would st <laughs> stay in the theater. Like a bunch of movies in one and, day? And yeah, he would go back to back to the... Because once you're in, you're in. You know, would it's kind of like... pay for it? No, he wouldn't pay for it. No, <laughs> like, you know how movies are. Like, there's a bunch of, of like, theaters. So, like, once you're in, you're in. Like, it's kind of like a club. Like, you know, like, there's different headliners and you stay. So, like, he would just bounce from movie to movie. <laughs> Uh, name is Bruno, and yeah, he loved movies. So you could do that instead of saving money and working there at the concession stand. But um, so, anyways, that's really cool. I, I think I mentioned when we were on a tour. I was like, wow, totally makes sense that someone studying philosophy would work at a gym. I was like, <laughs> because like, yeah, so much to, so much, so much deep thought going on. Um, <laughs> well, that's what I really like the most, actually. Like, I've realized that. I am very intuitive and when I see someone I can automatically tell like I psychoanalyze people so I can tell that they're in need of something and they're, they're in need of help so I've had sales where at the end of it like they're like I feel like I like I wasn't gonna buy this gym membership but I feel like I have to pay for this converse conversation and I'm like wow. Damn, hell yeah and this other guy was like if you were selling me a Mercedes I would buy it like I was like oh damn thanks like oh. I'm literally because a person's soul 
is asking them to do something for themselves. And whenever, whenever I look at the gym, that's the best form of self-love because you're only focusing on yourself. And when I look at the gym, it is similar to a school. Everybody's there on their own time and their own motivation. So that's how I view it. Yeah. And when someone, like, when someone feels insecure and they call and they haven't been to a gym ever, like, I love to just, like, open them up. Because for me, like, I... I wasn't into the gym at all, but I taught myself and taught myself gymnastics for 12 years and I did karate and stuff like that. So I always had like a resiliency when it came to physicality, but I sort of lost that because I realized that there's so much material that people focus on, focus themselves on. So I lost that in the process because I wanted to focus on the immaterial people's souls, but that's where my ego was separating the material and the immaterial as if the material doesn't matter. But the material does matter because we need these vessels, these meat sacks. You're fucking wild. Operate. I'm sorry for swearing. You're wild, Linda. We need these you're, meat you're sacks so spacey, to like. operate. <laughs> meat sacks. I haven't heard that one in well, a while. Well, that's what I call it because it is. Like, this is your vessel. Our soul wouldn't be able to travel or move if we didn't have a physical body because your body's time is completely different than your mind's time, your soul's time. Your body t body's time is always in the present moment. That's why you always can feel your unconscious feelings, like some kind of like feeling in your back or something. You always feel that before you actually bring it into conscious reality by that right. thought. Right. Well, only the brain can project or go backwards memories and, and imagination. So definitely the meat sack is... <laughs> whole other world uh, but uh let's get back so you taught yourself gymnastics for 12. what does that mean like like why didn't you join a community of gymnastics like why did you have to teach yourself gymnastics well i was always like really into school so i was always into a bunch of things like i just didn't have time to actually go to a a place to do gymnastics so i just did it on my own um but yeah i was in i was just like doing swimming i was on the swim team i was in book club i was in ambassadors club i was in reading club i was in um i, I did sen ib so inter international baccalaureate for the ib diploma it's higher than ap so i was always just focusing on school and like i said before it was the physical component like if i actually had like a congregated group to do this with i almost felt like it was against me like I, I didn't think that it had to be congregated because then somehow it would bring it into like my physical desires and I didn't like that I didn't like to it's similar to a marriage like you don't have to have the contract of the actual marriage to prove that you're married you know yeah. you don't have to have the ceremony what is that going to prove oh a bunch of other people witnessed it that makes it that makes it real it makes it a little more like you know, we declared this. You know how when you have a goal and you're like, you share your goal with everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a little more like I gotta do this now. Like it's just like it's just like the law of the universe. Like the more you share something, the more it becomes real, right? And so yeah. that's the same thing with marriage. So like it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to share a marriage with friends and family and say, hey, we're committed to each other. We're doing this. Like that's why marriage is powerful. See. Yeah. But I agree. There's plenty of couples who don't think they need to go there. Um, but definitely, even for legal purposes, it helps. Um, and lots of things like that, but that's a whole tangent. So where were we? Um, <laughs> it, 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 just gymnastics. Goes, it just goes back to the thought that like, I didn't like to be known in the physical realm to have these talents. Like I didn't want anybody else to like have any influence on the way that I do things. And I, you'd be a great it. musician. Have you tried music? I love singing. I do sing. I yeah. sing and I music i do music okay yeah, yeah music is all about hey intrinsic only i don't want it's just like me and my then there's bands so like what am i talking about like yeah. <laughs> some bands it's all about vibing with each other and and kind of you know playing with each other and and so it is a community thing as, as well um so fitness related what is your workout kind of like regimen routine week kind of look like in terms of like exercise well back to me being like kind of an introvert i don't like working out when the club is open, I always work out after just because a lot of people will come up to me and like ask me things or stuff like that. And I kind of want to be hidden. You get to, they keep it open for the mem for the staff to work out. I have the key. So you work out when it's empty? Yeah. I have the That's entire really gym cool. to myself. Yeah. It's awesome. And I rather prefer it that way. That way I don't have to like focus on judgment or anything like that. But when it comes to my workout regimen, it's usually like I swim, I 
do a bunch of cardio. I definitely like the Stairmaster, but I love the fucking linear leg press. That's my shit. Also, people are dangerous in the gym. Like, when they're using the linear leg press, they're putting their legs straight. Like, they're going oh, yeah. to lock form their knees there, yeah. and mess it up. Do you up. feel like you have a responsibility as a staff member to say, hey, you have a really bad form over here on those weights? Well, the key to that is definitely very psychological you have to compliment them first and then do something like let them know without making them feel like they're ignorant or like they don't know as much like i did see somebody do that and i came up to them very quietly and i was like hey you're gonna injure yourself just because the way that they were locking their knees like you could see yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. starting to like bend and break and yeah. i was like oof i was like no 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 like that's not happening you don't want to lock locking knees is usually not great unless no. you're doing like a yoga pose like it goes something. on the opposite direction and it breaks your knees even in tadasana, even knees? in tadasana and yoga, you're supposed to have a little, like, tiny little bit of, like, bend in the knee, you know? The knee is a careful, you gotta be careful with the knees, and even when you're running, like, your form, you're not supposed to completely extend and lock, you're supposed to just keep a tiny bit, yeah. No, in terms of form, I take it back, yeah, the knee is not really supposed to lock very often. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I mean, I box, so I have these cute little Everlast pink boxing gloves, and I box. That's dope. These are boxing at LA Fitness? Well, there's one heavy-duty bag. Other locations, they yeah. have, like, the smaller bags. We have the legit ones. Okay. Yeah, I like that you haven't, you didn't half-ass the pool, not half-ass in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, so I'm actually a member also at this other gym down the street. Two reasons. So one of my key philosophies is, like, always, especially for my gym workouts, like, my weights, like, keep that gym as close as possible to you so that you just, like, run over there and then once you're in there you're in there and you you pump iron but like i like you know it's basically one block away versus you're like two or three blocks away kind of thing mm-hmm. um but not only that in there it's like kind of more like a pleasure box for me is like i like supersets so i over there i for me it's very important that the um for example the pull-up bar the ab lift chair mm-hmm. and the weights are all close enough so what i do because i'm very unique like i don't know if everyone could do this and in the world would still work but i run to the gym right i usually have tiesto on or something like a mix and i place my phone in in a sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and then i have my bluetooth like like uh like headset and basically i don't know how people don't do this but i basically leave my phone under the sweatshirt hidden and then i run around the gym and, and and do supersets so basically like I don't want to be weighed down with a wallet or a phone when I'm when I'm working out. Like I can't believe all these people are still there working out with their phone and like being distracted and like checking their phone in between sets. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, like that's killing your vibe. Like so, basically, I drop my phone in the center of the gym or in some area where my Bluetooth headset will still catch the signal mm-hmm. from from the pull-up bar, the ab lift, like like chair and all the weights and 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 so the problem at la fitness was the ab lift machine and and like was like around the corner mm-hmm. and so like my headsets would lose signal would lose signal and so i couldn't run around like a maniac and do supersets so that is a key criteria for me and i tend to find gyms everywhere where that fulfills it so in miami i have a dope gym um pal gym like police athletic nice. um league or whatever and so anyway it's like a little pleasure box for me where i can because i think that's i mean there's no best way to work out right but there i've discovered this way to just like like power hour like 45 minutes to an hour just like non-stop movement to to house music like that's i don't like going out to clubs after midnight i don't like when the headliner comes on at midnight i like i like day drinking i like concerts i like i like festivals (laughs) But You're wild, when man. I when I when I actually dance to house music, it's like in the gym to house music, like gymming yeah. for house music. But like, I'm not about stopping and checking my phone in between sets or something like that. So that is the reason why I am member of also it's called Fitness 19 right down the street. And because I told you about that place. They have a nice little mini pleasure box setup where I can really like get high on like testosterone and like dopamine and like. So I use you guys literally just for the pool, pool. Mm-hmm. but I might check out one of your yoga classes. We'll actually get to that. So you have 
some yoga on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But let me share with you one other dream of mine, which is every city should have great free Saturday morning yoga options because that's when I love to do the free yoga. In Miami Beach, we have great free yoga sponsored by Espanola Way and uh, Pili and, and Synergy Yoga partner together to put on free yoga and it's at 8.30 and it's amazing. And so my dream is to basically create the same thing here. So I haven't really found it locally nearby, but you know, I don't know if you know any yoga teachers, but I'm, I'm basically, I'm gonna network and ask enough like new trained yoga teachers. Uh, so I'm trained in yoga, but I want to enjoy the Saturday morning yoga. Yeah, before, you wanna have someone else. I want someone direct. else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> before playing tennis, like I like doing, Saturday morning for me is all about yoga and then tennis every Saturday morning. So I gotta find a yoga teacher, maybe fresh off the boat of classes of, of, of certification, but like someone who's willing to teach Saturdays at like 9 a.m. Florence, um, I actually spoke with her today. She, she she teaches the yoga class, and I'm pretty sure she does the abs and body works class too. I know, no, no. but look at this. So the podcast is like it's not just North Side, it's not just South Side, it's not just Chicago. It's like macro. It's like this is Chicago's podcast. So um, we can't just be like, oh, local voices free yoga of the week is at LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. You have to join LA Fitness. Yeah. Like, sorry, that's not gonna happen. But Free outdoor yoga now that the weather is great in the summers in Chicago, that is possible. I was thinking of a park. Yeah, you could do it at a park. I'm thinking which park to do it at. But I, what I noticed is I actually prefer these yoga sessions being on concrete. Somewhere, something firm mm-hmm. for the balancing and for everything like that. And so I, I actually prefer that it's not in the grass. Because the grass is not as firm of a foundation. So I need to find some kind of nice concrete area outdoors, central um could even be like a basketball court or something but like we wouldn't want to take over and and affect that but um yeah i'm wondering there's obviously many places in chicago by the water that we could do that yeah montrose Um, beach is what i was thinking there's a harbor there yeah we have concrete i think in the future we'll have a network of these free yoga sessions um kind of like we have a weekly remote workers happy hour every friday Mm -hmm. and that currently it's just like every city has one remote workers happy hour but it's getting big in Miami. It's been getting big enough to like 20, 30 people coming. Eventually we'll have pods where it'll be like, hey, you know, remote worker happy hour for salespeople, remote worker happy hour for coders, remote worker happy hour for marketers. That way you can really connect with like-minded people. Um, nice and build up like more people, like references and stuff. Yeah, well like it's basically, there's a lot of challenges in today's world of COVID and everything. And so I think free yoga and, and weekly happy hours, building community, like. That's kind of something that I think is almost a necessity in this new world. And so, you know, that's where I see pods of free yoga happening as well. You know, I guess. Would you limit it? Like, would you allow homeless people to join or? Why the hell not? Okay, good. No one's asking ask. you for your, uh, for, for your proof of lease or, you know, like ID. No, or I just feel like I, I know that working at a gym, I, before this location, I worked at East Loop and then Lawrence too. So. When I worked at East Loop, there was just a bunch of homeless people, and I would give them guest passes because they can just go in there and shower, and it would be a warm place mm. to stay. And my bosses were always against it, like Linda, what the fuck are you doing? Like you did not, you didn't notice that they were homeless. What's wrong with you? I was like, no, I knew that they were homeless. I just wanted them to get a place to fucking shower. Oh, that's awesome. And be like clean, you know, because that's really a lot of homeless people just want their gym membership so they can have a place to stay, especially during the winter. Like, why not? And they were always against that. And I was like, damn, this is why you guys are a fucking corporation. Well, it's a difficult subject, you know? I mean, it, it can be, very much become suddenly, like, too much, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to become too much. Of, you know, it's you're still trying to maintain a certain environment um, that's professional that, you know, people pay for. And so you have to be aware of people's, you know, concerns or other mem- members if, you know, they're distracted or... So it's complicated, but that's amazing that you do that. Um, I just finally found an amazing soup kitchen that I, I get to volunteer at once a week. Really? Uh, that's called awesome. Care for Friends. Mm-hmm. It was like so heartwarming this morning. Like I've never been to a place that was so like, like legit, like high end, like, oh my God, like this is like the dream of like serving people because like- that's so sweet of you. Because literally like, okay, it's Hope and uh, Paulina, they run it and it's like, Literally the whole time, there's all these caring, cool volunteers who are just like, 
you know, making like, like we're making like trail mix and then we're making literally the whole time that people are eating at the soup kitchen, we're going around like, Hey, do you need bars of soap? Hey, do you want some, uh, do you want some, like some leftovers for later? Hey, do you want, do you want some trail mix? Hey, do you want like this? Like literally we're just like, it's like kind of like a care package, like every five minutes, a different care package is offered to you mm-hmm. for anyone who walks in. And it's just like, I'm just amazed. Like it's, it's like, you know, I, I volunteered in many cities, but like this experience was like, oh my God, this is like the Rolls Royce of like volunteering. Like, <laughs> You actually feel like you're giving and giving and giving. And you're well, it's just like, they were playing Mac Miller on the freaking TV. <laughs> like I've never been in a place so cool. Like we're literally serving homeless people and they're playing Mac Miller like on the TV. It's like, what the hell is this world? You know? Like, <laughs> So that just made Welcome me. Welcome to Chicago. That just made me like, oh my god, this is why I moved here. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't usually do pauses, but we're gonna go fill up on some whiskey. I can edit this later. <laughs> Intermission. You know that's actually a beautiful thing. I was just chatting the other day about how more. I mean, we're not actually one book I'm reading right now is called. Um, like something about exercise, obviously it's so, so generic, but it's, um, <laughs> we, uh, I think the book's actually called Exercise, which is like, okay. But like, one of the key takeaways is that we were never meant to sit for more than like 20 minutes. Like even like, they, they studied like Aborigines or, or they studied like hunter-gatherer societies. Like we were always like either like squatting, sitting, or like we would get up and move it like nonstop, you know, like. We, we would still chill, but like, we'd be like an active chill. Mm. This whole like getting stuck at your desk for like more than 45 minutes is just like not healthy. And that's why I love my little tea breaks. Like I have so many, I literally have like five or six different tea times where I have a different tea, tea bag. <laughs> like I have like tea sessions that get me up from my chair. You're a tea enthusiast. <laughs> Although don't discount laying in bed after waking up. Like I can lay in bed with the best of them. I'm saying like two hours in the morning, just lay in there. But like, I'll be like volunteering, like on my iPad, like, Hey, like helping tutor a kid how to read from my bed. But like, I'm, I'm, I, I still stand by the laying in bed for a long time. But once you're up, you're up and you shouldn't sit for more than 45 minutes. So that's where I have a problem with these movies that last like two and a half hours or two hours. And like, I just get antsy. I've walked out of more movies than probably anybody like <laughs> so like the movies you know they used to have the theaters and shows used to all have intermission everyone would get up and mingle have a snack have a drink talk to people and then they would go back to the show like that was high-end living like that's mm-hmm. what we used to do that was og classic but we forgot that with the movies you know why it's like i don't know maybe it's just like this like we don't have time for intermission like people are on a schedule like but actually you know what like the movies theaters would sell more if they had an intermission, it's like, hey, 10 minutes intermission, go up and get some concessions. I think movie theaters would make more money doing this. Don't you agree? Have you ever been in a long movie and be like, I wish I could go get some water, I'm thirsty, or like, I wish this there was a break here? I don't know if I agree, just because if you think about it, a lot of the reason why people want to watch a movie at a movie theater is because they get to see those trailers at first, and then there is no commercials. Like, they can just... right. They can just buy a movie and it could have commercials in it, but the fact that there is no commercials... I'm not talking about commercials. I know, but the intermission is. You're saying not everyone wants to get up, and so some people will be like, ugh, this is stupid. Yeah, some people would be like, damn, that was just like the best part. And then they cliffhang you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be salty. I'd be like, you just teased me. You well, know let's what I mean? place the intermission at like a boring part, you know? Oh, what's the point of the movie? I don't know. If I just like... boring? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, there, may, there could be a way to do this, like... And we could we could maybe study, uh, you know, theater designers, their show designers of past, because like they used to do this intermission thing, and there's probably a certain time in the show that's best for it. But I just think that was one takeaway from this health book that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in that sense, I mean, how much do you like health? Like, do you read any health books or anything like that? When it comes to health, I'm more focused on like your mental health, which is why that's one of my biggest questions. Like, how's your mental health? Um, just because. There's just a lot of mental health issues nowadays, and I do read like self-help books and stuff like that, um, psychology books, definitely philosophy books, but it's more of like your intrinsic need to help people that I like to read about because that's 
what my soul's purpose is. And um, I love reading. I lo I've read books on like managing and stuff like that as well, just because I feel like a lot of people who are in managerial positions, they can't take accountability for the fact that they're a shitty manager. You know what I mean? So I can. I can take accountability. I'd be like, I'm sorry if you felt that way. How can I be a better manager for you? Um, when it comes to health itself, I do read health books. But they, I feel like they're more, more scientific than they are um, actually like health books. Like it's more like, hey, right. you feel this way because of this, blah, blah, blah. I'm more of a spiritual person. So I read like books on like akashic records and Eckhart that. Tolle yeah. <laughs> I've read all that I've read I used to no I still do like it's funny like this whole self-help genre it's like you know for example like one book that everyone's being like oh you got to read atomic habits I'm like I don't know if I could take another habit like I'm just like I'm habited out like I'm scared I'm scared what's gonna happen like I have so many habits I know there's more coming up every day like that I designed but like like I'm starting to design quarterly yearly habits like but like it's rituals and traditions that I'm making, but anyhow, once you get into that genre, like you still, like you're kind of like, yeah, I still, I, you just like your brain gets used to reading and affirming what you've learned and learning and rethinking about. It's you really, if you're really truly thoughtful and you care a lot about being your best, then you tend to just read this stuff like mm -hmm. like nothing, like you just read it up. And so I'm trying to read a bit more fiction. Um, you know, I, I did like reading The Great Gatsby, which I think that's like a Midwestern book, like one of the rare ones, you know, like I did like that a lot. Um, you read it in school? No, 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 I read it later. No, I, I definitely like challenged myself to read a nice like fiction book at least like once a quarter, you know, at least like once every two months or so. Um, but yeah, it's like... That th book itself, it starts off, the first quote was, all the glitters is not gold. Interesting. You have a good memory. Um, I'm reading... What am I reading uh, right now? The... Uh, uh, God, my memory's bad. But um, anyhow, so regarding LA Fitness, so that's where you're at now. Where do you see yourself? I mean, I, I, I don't... This question... Actually, I could answer this question for myself, so that's maybe why I'm asking it. But where, like, where do you... Where's your passion? Like, where do you... Like, where would you love to be in five years? Like, what, what kind of... Where do you see your career going in, like, the future? Um... Okay, in five years. Okay, so I'm definitely going to be a published author by then. Damn. That's for sure. Before my house burned, I wrote six books on consciousness and systematizing thoughts and the body and stuff like that. They burned in there, but I'm just viewing it as a symbol of That's hilarious. And transfer transformation because uh, see Carl Gustav Jung, he's a psychoanalyst. He's, a, he's really fucking good. But basically, one of his... Uh, biggest symbols would be the snake and he quotes he says the commonest dream symbol of transcendence is the snake and i've had a bunch of dreams about the snake and basically a rubrus it's a snake that is eating itself and i would always draw that around my neck because i felt like like i wasn't able to express myself fully not because of my own expression partially because of my own expression but it was more of the fact that other people don't understand the magnitude of where my thoughts are coming from um but yeah, I would definitely say that when it comes to seeing myself in five years, I want to be a published author. When I'm old as dirt, I want to be a philosophy professor, just shifting the collective consciousness into a higher dimension just by like being there. Um, once you're in a higher dimension, you electromagnetic, your electromagnetic frequency is just higher. So just by being in a place, it is magnetized. And um, I know. No color ID. Can I take this real quick? That's weird. Animam's Folimavan. Folimavan, mom. Tadua. What language is that? Albanian. Ship. Yeah, I speak Albanian. You speak French? Si, je parle français. Je prends une classe de français pour quatre années. Et combien de langues tu parles en fait? Um, quatre, quatre, cinq, cinq. Yeah. Ah, ça, ça devient plus facile euh, chaque. <laughs> I don't know if it's that easy. I'm gonna try. I'm learning. My next thing is Portuguese because I want to go to Rio de Janeiro so bad. 
Oh. Rio is like this last little like beautiful like like wonder of the world that I've not been because it's so far and it requires like a red eye most of the time <laughs> from the U.S. So like when I look when I see that place I'm like oh my god like if I was to, to hop winners like winter in Miami winter in Rio like I could totally do that but like I'm kind of like all in on Chicago right now so no Rio for me but that was like <laughs> there's a second there I was like yo. Like, there's been some stress and trauma of, like, moving to Chicago. Like, maybe I'll just go escape to Rio and, like, just do winter over there, you know? But Chicago has much more in terms of opportunities. And in terms of being a big city by water that has great weather in the summer, it's one of the best in the world. So Also, it's caused, you said that it caused a lot of trauma. Therefore, it's causing a lot of change. Therefore, you're getting out of your most comfortable that you've ever been. Therefore, you're making the most progress when it comes to your soul. Thank you. Yeah. Because in Miami, I literally have a pleasure box that I've designed. And, and literally, like, everything is so much simpler and easier. Yeah, and then that's why it's comfortable. So you're like, fuck that. I don't want it. It's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but also, the weather becomes not perfect in the summer. So then I'm like... That's why I need this change. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I forced myself into this t like difficult situation here, moving somewhere new. But I get to basically... What, what's beautiful about routine and habit is it kind of becomes a home, like a nomadic home that you can move. Mm -hmm. If you know like, oh, every Friday morning I like to swim laps. So now I'm here in this random world, in this random planet, and I need to find somewhere I can swim laps on Friday. And, like, you can find that. Any city, <laughs> you can find it. So, like, for example, like, I like volunteering once a week at, at a shelter. I found it. I, I, what else? I like to do a run club and then having a burger and a beer afterwards with friends. I, I, I found that <laughs> Seriously? I found that last night. And it was, like, amazing. It was so cathartic. And so I have so many, like... I'm so glad you know that word. Weekly routines. Like, for What's example... That? Your respect just went, like, all the way up. Cathart catharsis? Come on, that's like a... Yeah. People learn that in kindergarten. All right, so <laughs> basically... No, here's actually... It's good to share with everybody. So in Miami, there's an awesome app called Run Attic, and we do, like, a Thursday track workout. Um, and then I would typically, like, FaceTime with my sis, and then we would, like, have a burger and a beer, and then, like, I would uh, do, like, a community town hall with a guest of the week. We do Zoom. Mm -hmm. So they would pop in on Zoom for, like, a... Kind of like a post, a post like recording just to like have a, a video, right, to put on YouTube. And those would be fun. But in Chicago, my new adaptation to that night is I'm launching a run club. So actually there's this awesome run club called Universal Souls, like tap, tap room series. And they do like different bars every, they only do it once a month on Wednesdays. Aww. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like too much of a weekly guy. Like this is not, I'm going to help, I'm going to, I'm going to co- Sponsor, I'm going to co-run this with you, and we're going to do every week. So what I'm calling this run club is called um, TMFM mm -hmm. Run Club. It's called Two Minutes from Metro Run Club. Oh, that was trademark. TMFM. <laughs> TMFM. Two Minutes from Train. It's from Metro. So, like, that's the beautiful thing about Chicago is, like, there is a metro system for people to kind of move really fast across the city. So we're going to meet at a different bar every Wednesday at 630 Drop our stuff, drop our bags, go for like a three to six mile. 6.30 a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Six, go for a three to six mile run. I'll meet back at the bar. And then we get to basically try out a different bar either every week or every month where we have, um, you know, you can you basically get to get to run, have a beer, and a great meal with friends. And that is one of the, like, I'm, in terms of like being really high naturally without drugs, maybe like one beer, but like that is, I've never been higher than running with friends. And celebrating after with a beer and a great meal like that to me that's the good life mm -hmm. and so do you I, get like a runner's high each time you run you have to run i mean technically you're supposed to run for at least like 45 minutes to get the true like endorphin oh, kick okay. but so there's like a time well there, there's a certain like a like a flood of endorphins that'll like carry you for the whole day but then if i just do a quick 5k like and the house music and i like get high on that like yeah like that picks me up for like a little while but like the true like oh my god i'm like so numb it's just so good like the true like it's like almost like heroin it's like the true <laughs> i'm not that i've done that's a terrible word because i never done that and i never will but like and it's hurt so many people so i'm gonna say that again but what i'm saying is 
like the true runner's high that lasts all day and you're just like numb from pleasure technically you're supposed to go for at least like 45 minutes or so but um that's why i'm training for the marathon uh october with back oh, on my nice. feet i didn't know that i signed up to fundraise for back on my feet uh which i that's amazing i did a i led their run team for them on fridays in san francisco but now i'm so i'm become a person that i can't wake up anymore i was waking up at 5 30 and leading this run club granted it was like literally a block away from my house so i was like and they needed a leader so i was like all right i'll do this it was so fun to like lead meditation for homeless people and like lead them onto like a three mile run and like do like a gratitude session together it was very fulfilling but it was also a huge sacrifice to like wake up that early but now my lifestyle is like i don't even hop out of bed to like 10 so it's like I can't really do that anymore, but I'm going to fundraise for them and run the marathon. But like, I'd rather volunteer, like I'd rather serve lunch. I love being in the kitchen, you know, like serving lunch, like being around food, huge foodie. So we're getting to that point here, uh, you know, where it's, you know, Linda, where it's, we start talking about your favorite things in Chicago. So, I mean, before we get to that, there's always actually a, a, a progression here. Um, so... What is one of your good healthy habits? I mean, because we already mentioned a few of them, but like, you know, I love I love asking, picking people's brains on there. What's one of the good healthy habit that you have? Um, I wake up early, so my circadian rhythm. I've realized that when other people are asleep, so normally I I wake up at like four thirty five a.m. and I naturally wake up, so I never need like an a clock in my mm, external world it's always an internal clock that is automatically waking me up and i can i don't know how my body does it but it knows the timing so i'm never ever late but yeah it's always the healthy habit of waking up early just because everybody else's energy they're asleep you know so the energy is at its most stagnant and i have my most amount my biggest my largest amount of energy around that time so I would think that that's my healthiest habit and then I meditate I write I write my affirmations every day like what I'm grateful for at least five things um that always helps I also look into my mirror and I tell myself that I can conquer my day I can conquer anything that life throws at me just because I've always had a strong will whenever something like bad so to say I, I don't consider anything bad anymore I always consider it as a lesson and I think that whenever something bad happens, I'm always like, yeah, I can do this. Like, if I fall, I get up, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's just like the fact that I don't want to give up anymore. I used to always want to. I was very suicidal in my past and like I was depressed. Uh, I was aware since I was eight. I would always write, I'm tired of being conscious in an unconscious world at eight years old. And <clears throat> I don't want that anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to die. I... I want to help people and that is like the truest, that is the most true thing on like what makes me happy is seeing other people happy and the fact that I can have that influence because you don't know what anybody is going through. You don't know what somebody, like somebody could just have like their family member die or something and they, they can be putting on this front and being all happy and everything but really that's just their coping mechanism and I always take that into account like you never know what that person is going through. So I feel like waking up, meditating just grasping my day i'm not i'm not a passenger in my vehicle i'm the one that's driving and i take full responsibility over that wow what an answer <laughs> I was like what's one good healthy habit and you're like telling us how to live here like no like <laughs> well i'm trying to like... shift the collective consciousness and that's what i feel like humanity and morality is in a diseased state because People don't think about what is best for other people. They're not considerate anymore. They just are focused on what they're going to do for themselves and how they're going to fend for themselves versus me. Like, if I have $20 in my hand and I know that that's my only money and my coworker tells me that they don't have lunch money at all, I will give them that 20 even though I'm not going to eat. Like, I am like that because... I, I know what it's like to have this big ego and big pride where it's like, I don't want to take that from you. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can do it myself. Like, no, I'll just wait till I get home to eat. Like, I know what it's like. And I never want to have anyone feel like they have to pay me back, first of all. Second of all, I don't want them ever to feel like 
it's something that I'm going to hold against them. Like, no, like food is a basic necessity. You should always have access to it. And if I can give that to somebody, then I will. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, my heart is not set in this in the sense where it's like, oh my God, like, remember two years ago when uh, you let me borrow that $20? Like, here's it back. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, forget about that. This is a monetary value. I'm doing it out, out of my own generosity. Like, don't ever think that I have an ill intention because I don't. Period. <laughs> You are a lot. You are a lot to handle. Um, what am I just handle? I'm not handling nothing. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> no, I'm leaving. The, I'm. You know, I'm technically supposed to be hosting the conversation. <laughs> but you, you, you go off on these tangents where I'm like, damn. I circle it back. She's now. running it. I'm, I'm just like, hope I don't, you know, space out here. Back. But um, <laughs> no, this is fun. This is one of my funnest interviews ever. I get to interview the mayor of Miami next week. Oh, it's a bonus so episode. Fun. Yeah, yeah. That's Can't wait. Awesome. Yeah, Tony hooked it up. Um, but no, I'm just so excited to build a network uh, of podcasts all around the world. So every town has this community of people who are curious, generous, and active, mm-hmm. right? And so we're getting about that, that time where I'm like, what are some of your favorite places in Chicago, businesses, people that you love that you can share with all of Chicago? That I can share with all of Chicago? Um... Well, first, I'd like to shout out my first job. That was Heartland Cafe. Um, it's this very famous restaurant. They actually tore it down during the summer, but uh, Barack Obama did one of his speeches there. Tina Fey used to work there, and I, I had a job as a hostess and a busser there. And I had that was my first job. I was 16, and I did it on and off throughout college, too. So I would say that it was about until I was like 19, 20 years old. And... I would definitely like to shout that place out just because it's no longer there, but the people were there. The people that were there were so amazing. It So it was cut off into three sections. The first section was like this all natural vegan store, like completely like the soaps were all like handcrafted. They had tapestries that were all like handmade and everything. And then in the middle section was the the bar. And that's where the host table was. And then the other side, all the way in the left corner, was the seating area. And I always loved that place just because they had, like, they had, like, open mic nights. They had bands that would perform there. They had a karaoke nights. They had art, arts, like, what, sales. What part of town is this in? This is um, Morse, 60626. It was Luntz, Luntz and... Do you announce the zip code for every place? You're like, oh... Yeah, <laughs> I really like a uh, you know fryer talk zero six five six. Well, I, I think it's a habit now because when somebody when I ask somebody like where do they live and they're like, oh six zero six four zero and I'm like oh okay the closest LA Fitness would be the Lawrence location because that one like it's just like a I love numbers so it's there like a it's like a thing that I like. Um, also, I would definitely recommend. Hmm, when I worked at East Loop, there was a really nice like. You know the Chicago River? There's a really nice restaurant mm. right there. Kind of expensive, but I really liked it just because it was like the view. Um, other than that, I definitely recommend places that... I love IHOP. That's a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a franchise. Give me some corporate <laughs> shout-outs here. God damn. That's, That's a franchise, right. but I no, love I, it. I'm all about um, the corporate. We're going to get a corporate sponsor at some point here. Yeah, so gotta... no, but to be completely honest, like, I don't go out much. Like, I've never been to a Red Lobster or, or an Arby's or anything like that. Like, I don't go out much when it comes to stuff like that. But the few places I do go, like, I relatively... Oh, Fugo de Chao. It's a Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, they're a chain. You're shouting out chains like crazy. In downtown, and I love it. Like, I love it. I love that place. It's so nice just because they have, like, this little panel, and you flip it. So whenever you want, like, let's say you want meat, you flip it. You're like, meat. And the servers see that it's green, and they come by, and they have their entire like steak and they cut it right in front of you and it's just so it's a great experience yeah it's so nice their cheesecake mm, muy fantastic what are the what are the what are the big corporate chains you want to shout out (laughs) no like i'll include them in the mentions and like who knows what happened but um Um, (laughs) this is not a corporate chain there's this like nice little corner it's called the corner restaurant it's um on my block actually it's only a two minute walk for me 
and it's on Broadway and Thorndale. At that place, I would definitely shout out. It's like a small family-owned business, and they have really good What's French toast. Corner restaurant. Corner restaurant. Yeah, it's like a green logo on the top. Um, other than that, with small like family-owned businesses, I don't really think that I, I don't go out much. <laughs> yeah. Other than work. You work hard and just go to school. And... <laughs> all right. So, well, at that at that level, okay. So we always ask about favorite spots. So we can all learn more and explore more of our city. Um, now, favorite people. So, like, who are some other people who you think would be good to interview on the podcast? On your podcast? When it comes yeah. to fitness? Eh, anything. But fitness is definitely a bonus. I have... Okay, so the gentleman that gave me those flowers, his name's Al. And the reason why he's really fond of me is because of my art. Like, he, as soon as he met me, he was like, you're an artist. And I was like, yeah, I am. But I would definitely interview him. He is... So he gave you these flowers that are worth talking in front of this bouquet that you brought and he just gave these to you today randomly. Yeah, so he had called me and he told me, he was like, hey, like, I don't want to make this seem like weird or anything. I'm just doing this out of the kindness of my heart. I'm not hitting on you or anything. That's why I wanted to give you a call to let you know. But I actually was outside prospecting with my sales counselor and we, I came back and I was like, my heart is smiling. <laughs> I was so happy just because I was like, damn, this is so sweet. But yeah, Al, he used to be a painter before. He's like probably... And he found you on the streets and just gave you that? Or no, no, no. Came he's into, an he, LA Fitness member. He came into LA Fitness and gave He's you. been an LA Fitness member for about like 30 plus years. So since we were Bally's. Yeah. We were Bally Total Fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I've always had a soul connection with him. He actually gave me this really big canvas because he's like, you need a job. He's like, you need to paint big. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Expensive. Don't just dream big, kid. Here's a canvas. No. <laughs> Draw he, big. He actually gave me a bunch of uh, books, like art books on composition and like different art techniques and how to draw people and stuff. And that's the funny thing. I started, I, I'm more of an abstract artist. So I started drawing people while I was doing a self-portrait. <clears throat> and I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking good at this. And the way that I draw, it's like I don't have a plan. I don't have a pay. I, I don't have yeah, a the thought. It's just like flowing through me. That's yeah. why I can never actually fully take credit for it because I feel like I'm a vessel. It's the spirit. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like divine truth that I'm drawing and I'm actually shedding light. Well, that helps into. you channel, and that helps you be egoless in that process, which helps exactly. you channel the most of your energy possible. Exactly. Um, so that's a very smart thing. So you guys do outside sales, like you you go hunt on the streets for yeah. LA, LA Fitness. Yeah. Like what corners? Like you're talking about like. Just like outside. Clark and Broadway, it'll just be just like... Just outside. Um, when I first started at East Loop, so I got off of furlough August 17th, and then I got promoted the next month. Um, not even a month, because... So you're I a manager at LA Fitness? Yeah. 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 So you man how many people do you manage? Well, our, our staff is pretty small, so I only manage one sales counselor right now. But yeah, so my first time <laughs> coming back at East Loop, I got two dragons. Dragons are basically people that you drag off the street, bring dragons. Inside, drag That's hilarious. off the street, bring inside, sign them up. And I got two just by going outside and being like, "Hey, I know you want a gym membership. <laughs> Come in." And like yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, I do. Actually, I've been looking for one." And I was like, "Oh, we got you!" <laughs> and I signed them up right away. And they're like, "Oh my God, Linda, you got two already on your first day." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I gotta get some dragons for the podcast. One of these, <laughs> one of these Sunday nights when I'm making the chili and I don't have anyone yet, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get some dragons. <laughs> like, you just come back. Cheers to Linda for that freaking like. I mean, but if they weren't called dragons, it wouldn't be as fun or as cool. But like now that I know they're called dragons, like I'm gonna go get some too. Yeah. I want, I want a dragon. I want a... <laughs> no, seriously, that would be awesome. Like it's, it's honestly a lot of fun because, you, one, social awkwardness social settings in general are at their most optimal time of awkwardness and just in general oh it's been a terrible it's been a very difficult year for the extroverts and people who you know for people who love giving hugs to strangers like i'm one of them like mm -hmm. i'm a big hugger and like it's been a tough year for huggers <laughs> i definitely feel that but the thing is is every single person has that intri intrinsic quality where they like want to be seen and want to have that attention Yeah, to be appreciated i want to be appreciated and there's moments this year where i'm like fuck like yeah. sorry to swear but like i just like i just don't feel love you know like and so it's it's been tough 
<laughs> at the core we're all social beings and the fact that the pandemic on the positive side it's all brought us into unity we've no i've actually been writing about this in this book that i've been writing but nobody can actually say now that they don't have time this is the biggest time where they can introspect retrospect themselves also calls for the most amount of unity because this is a pandemic a global pandemic everyone has to be on the same sets same rules same regulations where in reality consciousness is at its all-time high that's why a lot of people have been waking up now mm. now they've been waking up now versus any other time because it's been irritating their soul they've yes. been asleep for extra so challenge long. you know exactly to wake up yeah it's been a there's many things that have been good coming out of COVID, like more outdoor, you know, outdoor spaces, like restaurants being able to be outside, remote work, more flexibility. There's a, quite a few benefits, actually. And we're prepared for any pandemic that comes because we, you know, it's like, you know, back in the day, it was like if we didn't write about it and read and study history, it was like, we're never going to remember. We're never going to learn from our mistakes if we don't study history. Right. Mm -hmm. But with the Internet, everything being recorded now, it's like. Next time there's a pandemic, we'll like Google search like, what do we do in a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do like, oh, we like we like extra fast create vaccines and like we, we like we like corner off the, the virus and like suddenly like we know how to deal with a virus, which is like was always going to be one of the plagues that we we're going to have to deal with. So we're, this is like behind us forever. And I'm very confident of that just because mm -hmm. like how we want to be suffered and learned from it. But not only that, it's just like it's not that it's not that day and age where like, oh, this is a closed circle community. We fucked up, but we didn't write about it. We didn't learn from it. And then, like, in two generations, like, they made the same mistake. Like, it's not. It's a new world that we're in where, like, we're not going to... Like, it's not even that we made a mistake. It's like, we, we're forever going to know how to deal with this shit. Exactly. So it's beautiful. So I think, you know, it's... The future is golden, and it's going to be a very fun summer here in Chicago. Um, so, yeah, if, unless you have any more shout-outs. I you got do. One I, more. Have, I have something to say. So... People fear what they don't understand. And I think that this global pandemic has been causing this much fear because they necessarily don't really understand themselves in turn. And the biggest quote that I've been saying to people that makes my fucking heart smile is by George Wilhelm Hegel. He's a philosopher, but he also focuses on history and basically like phenomenology of spirit soul mind and the quote that he says is if history would have ended we would not be here and that always reassures me and not only just me but other people too because people have this tendency i do as well of going into that mental loop where it's like oh my god what am i doing how am i gonna do anything but really in reality you're not actually producing anything it's, it's more you're stuck in that cyclical thought of the thought and you're against the fact that you might fail. So you're constantly in that loop. But whenever I think of that quote, I'm like, we're, we're in history. We're creating history right now. And it reassures me because right now, the biggest ideas and thoughts are the ones that a lot of people aren't going to agree on. And I'm willing to yeah. be one of those people that stands alone in the truth for future generations and i feel like other people like that's the thing with me when people are coming into the gym to get a membership or even just looking at the place i'm like are you going to step into your power today <laughs> seriously because they're only focusing on themselves that's a great question to ask people yeah are you going to step into your power today yeah seriously because i wish i had like a friend or roommate who just asked me that every morning <laughs> i got you I'll be are that you gonna step into your power today i'll be that person i'll be that person for you seriously because <clears throat> when people see me they're like oh yeah she has everything like aligned she knows exactly what she's talking about she knows exactly what she's doing but like really i choose every single day to be happy every single day yeah. and i've been choosing that since this new year has started and i was like what's the point like yeah i get it i'm emotional i'm sensitive i'm very hyper sensitive when it comes to thoughts feelings emotions then like that's not the complete truth 
in that situation. So I always have to like realize, focus on the logic component of it, and then settle with my decision. And I feel like a lot of people have to do that too. They just don't have that outlet because they're afraid of judgment. And for me, that's why a lot of people like to talk to me and they're very open and free because I'm not going to judge you. Like, I see that and I'm like, okay. Well, like, you've been in some... The key, what I've learned about non-judgment is really, like, how low have you stooped or, like, what is what have you, like, what have you explored or challenged yourself with in life that... Or usually it, life challenges you first and that develops your, like, thick skin to challenge yourself more later. So you, your life started very chaotic and that gave you some thick skin to, like, continue that trend of you challenging yourself. So, you know, sometimes life does throw that at you, like, challenge, you know, and it's a beautiful thing when it happens. And then it gives you that thick skin to then sometimes make decisions where you're like, yeah, I'm going to challenge myself. Like, yeah, I'm going to, like, run a marathon and, and fundraise even though I'm not entirely – if you had to ask me tomorrow who I would get money from, I can't tell you, but I trust – the city will fundraise. <laughs> That's the biggest thing though. It is believing in yourself and believing that you can make an impact. And for me, like, yes, I've been through all those challenges, but everyone has in some, some shape or form. And there's always that choice. You can either decide to continue with that pattern of like, Oh, I'm a victim. This all happened right, right. to me. But no, I decided to take responsibility in my life. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to just sit in my sadness all this time. It's wasting my life. I'd rather focus on every single sad or bad thing that's happened to me, in quotes, as a lesson that will yes. further my growth instead of actually continuously being in that repetitive sequence and repetitive thought. There's like this story where it's like, this father was an alcoholic, had two sons that were twins. One is not an alcoholic and decided to better themselves and be a better person. The other one is a twin of that son and he became an alcoholic, just like the father. It's like you always have more than one choice. It's almost like what you feel like you deserve that will take that choice mm. to an extreme into the action. So that's where I'm talking about with confidence and belief. Regardless of what you're saying, if you believe in your thought and the way you say it, that's going to appeal to somebody as a truth. Right. So there's certainty in your voice. Exactly. There's conviction. But I don't really know where we went with this. <laughs> like, well, that was, that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, feel like, more liquor. I feel like sometimes i don't know i i love talking obviously you do too but you know i don't know how how long people can listen to us for <laughs> <laughs> yeah they might get a little bored <laughs> no yeah it closes one up no i know i worked on it a lot and drive, drive in uber no i i'm sorry i love people you know like no you said you worked on it a lot no you like laugh? Working on it means I laughed a lot with people. You know? Oh no, I like your laugh. I'm like, saying I've the laughed. Sound. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. but it's not like. I know. <laughs> the laugh. It's a compliment. I know. I'm You're just welcome. saying, <laughs> it's been developed. No, maybe it's not. Maybe. I think it, it sounded like that a lot. Like, when I was driving Uber in Boston, like launching this like startup thing, it was like, yeah, like I developed this laugh because of how quickly I needed to bond with people in my car mm -hmm. that I was driving. Yeah. Like I literally, I got, there was nights in Boston where I would get like 50, 60 phone numbers, mm -hmm. but I would forget to text them. Like yeah. I was just so addicted to meeting new people and getting new phone numbers and like winning over those connections <laughs> that I would forget to follow up with them. But like I developed this laugh as a way to like break the ice with new people in the car. So like, yeah, it's been developed. <laughs> Like, I think I'll still that. laugh like this when I'm like 82, you know? That would like, be amazing. No, I know. Like, it's, like, I can see like a me old man like still <laughs> laughing like a little kid, you know? Like, totally busy. You just see her, you laugh. <laughs> you know, you listen to the podcast. I'll still be podcasting when I'm 80 years old. I heard that snort. I'll still be... I start when I laugh I still. <laughs> yeah. I'll still be doing this podcast because I developed this dream life, <laughs> Chicago, Miami. I'm going to be doing this till I die, which is like, we'll be in my hundreds, but like... See, I love that. So that's just going to be a thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally listen. Well, this is a fun. I enjoyed this, you know. Even if this, like, just like you wrote books that got burnt down, like if this podcast, like for some reason, it didn't record, like I still enjoyed this hour with you. 
Here, so, let me show you one of my paintings. I really thank you for coming. I thank you for having me here. So I, you can't show me something because like, not everyone can see it, so it's not cool. That's okay, you can show it to them. <laughs> Whatever. You can show, show it to them. Oh, 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 will it be on the flip? Okay. So that's my painting that I, one of the paintings that I, that burned, but that one was, um, it was focused on multiple dimensions. So that's usually how I see things. That's beautiful. I would buy that. Thank you. That's so much color and beauty. Oh my God. So every, every guest on Local Voices gets like a, a profile pic, which I'll take of you, but for you, we're going to put a, a second pic in there, you know, like the slideshow, like this will be the second pic people see. I'll send it to you. It'll slide over and be like, yo, this is your art. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Thank you. It's got the Chicago brick, which I learned is very like Chicago. Really? I did not brick. know that. Yeah, because we got burnt down and then we were like, yo, we're not getting, right, we're, not, we're not putting fire. wood up everywhere anymore. Like, let's get real. So. Here, I'm all sending right. it to you right now. Okay. All right. So. Well, this was fun and uh, thank you for coming. And honestly, I will, I mean, I'll be there tomorrow, LA Fitness. So. Sounds perfect. Thank you for having me, Simeon. Yeah, this was a treat. <laughs>